welcome to episode 16 of the MTG Complex Cast. My name is Steven and I'm joined by my co-hosts John. Hey. And Chris. Hey. And in today's episode we'll be talking about January 15th's band list and we'll be talking about our content plans for the new year. Uh, in advance we'd like to apologize for having a short episode this week. We Next week we'll return with our normally uh, lengthy episodes. Let's kick things off with our weekly roundup where we talk about what decks we piloted and what decks we played against this past week. And uh, let's start off with you, Chris. Well, uh, for Friday Night Magic, I played my uh, my baby, good old amulet combo. <clears throat> so, uh, funny thing about Friday was I got out of work a little bit late. I was uh, supposed to bring some cards back for John since I was borrowing basically the entire humans deck from him. And I got there a little bit late, missed round one, and realized I didn't even have the cards for John. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a pretty uh, pretty shitty way to start the my uh, magical evening. But since I talked to John, he said he didn't really need them and he didn't need them need them until. Uh, uh, Tuesday, I believe. So, I figured might as well play down around whatever. Who cares? I'm already here, and I was gonna play something spicy, but instead I'm just gonna decide to just play amulet because uh, that's not spicy at all. <clears throat> Turns out didn't matter. Went 3-0 in the three rounds that I played. Ended three and one. Was a pretty good time for all. Not your opponents. <laughs> and then uh, on Sunday I uh, went back to. My local game store to give me my cards. Yeah, to give John his cards uh, and <laughs> play some Legacy while I was there because they're doing their uh, monthly Legacy. Uh, played Elves and ended up drawing with John in the last round to make to drawing for top top four. <clears throat> drawing. That's not how I remember it going down. <laughs> That's because you were a feared. A feared? Do we draw on the match slip? I thought there we was no match slip. I thought we just played for it. You told him it was a draw? There was no match slip. Like, we were guaranteed top four regardless. I beat you. I beat you fair and square. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> Maybe if uh, we replay that 100 times, I only win 10 out of the 100. But okay, I did so, beat you. So, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> to be fair, we played like three or four games or whatever leading up to it in between rounds. Because John was so scared about the Elves matchup. And he got fucking ranched. I did. <laughs> I got destroyed. <laughs> and then when we did play in the real for realsies, uh, John was one lucky boy, and I was one unlucky boy. Yeah, you got crushed. And with our powers combined, I managed to lose two straight games to John. <laughs> Man, it made so, my it made my day. It was very nice. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Mister Smug over here, what you own? Four O never tasted so good. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I missed F&M. Uh, I was not feeling so well. I was going to swing by and pick some cards up uh, from the game store, but they were uh, unfortunately not there. And then to rub salt in the wound, uh, he didn't accept my invitation to come out to dinner. <laughs> he wanted to stay and play down around, I guess. Uh, I'm sure that I didn't mean, work out. I mean, it was either that or third wheel. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it went terribly for him. I'm sure he lost or something. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I did rally back on uh, Sunday, and I uh, I made it out to uh, Legacy, which was uh, really nice. I spent a lot of time prepping for the GP, and then it was kind of like all over so quickly. I was like, man, I just I spent all this time practicing and not a lot of time actually playing. So um, made it out there and ended up going 4-0. Uh, 
um, defeated the elves menace technically technically <laughs> um, Grim Lava Mancer is a hell of a magic card oh I'm sure it is so um, strong strong very strong uh, also uh, Wasteland and Stifle also good <laughs> turns out elves is a lot easier to beat when they have uh, no mana and uh, no guys yeah it's, it's uh, pretty it's funny pretty how that doable. is right <laughs> empty board empty hands that's the way Seems I like good. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that made that made my weekend. Um, and then uh, I've played uh, a little bit a little bit online. Uh, I was going to uh, record a cube league today, but I missed the cutoff by seven minutes. Uh, I thought it was live until Wednesday. Turns out it was only open until uh, two p.m. local time, and I decided to try to queue up at two o seven. Uh, so I really regret stopping by the uh, the cell phone repair shop to get a quote on having my iPhone's battery swapped out because I did not necessarily need to do that today, but I really wanted to play some, <laughs> some cube. Would have made it with time to spare otherwise. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was my uh, that was my weekend magic since we've last chatted. How about you, Stephen? Uh, so on Friday I played Jun just like I said I was going to last week. Um, and had, uh, I lost the mirror game, which is, uh, it, in my area, there's like three Jun decks that kind of circulate one Jun deck that stays around all the time. Uh, really good player. Um, and I, I, I just lost cause I don't have as much experience with the deck and, um, pretty, just like tiny bit salty. So on game one, he got stuck on two lands and I, uh, was just destroying him, right? And then Bob gets me down. Like, I flip a claim to fame off of Bob, so I take three, and I was at six, and I go to th- so I go to three, and my opponent just can't find the red source that he needs to play the lightning bolt in his hand. Uh, and guess what? The turn right before I... The turn the turn right before I win, he, he rips the, the, the lightning bolt, and... Yeah, it was just a sad panda. Dead. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that was that. <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, it, the the rest of the night was just business as usual. Jun doing what it does best. And um, over the weekend, I've just been playing NMR online. I really like that dumb EDH card. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love you're obsessed. it. Obsessed. I'm obsessed. Um. Just having so much fun with it. I just recently updated it to put in uh, a walking More ballista. More broken garbage. Yeah, a, a walking ballista and a palancron. Is uh, it a creature? Does it do stupid shit? Put it in! <laughs> Basically. Uh, but yeah, that was about it. The cool deck that I did see uh, was one I saw today was a standard Jund brew by my friend. He was just kind of trying to figure out to do some cool mid-range, how to do some mid-rangey goodness, and he came up with a list that runs uh, a pair of Heart Scrutinies in the main board. It kind of looks a lot like the Grixis Energy list, except the the green threat he has is his Long Tux Cub and Bristling Hydra, and he has a Varaska in there, which is pretty good, and then Servant of the Conduit to support the energy. I'm guessing he probably didn't have a tune in it when he first built it, or he did have it when he first built it, but since has taken out, taken it out. Um, 
It's running uh, Ravenous Chupacabra, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> that card seems pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a good. It looks like a good mid-range list. You know, it's it's not it's not trying to do anything cute. It's just standard, you know, quote unquote jund. Like, kill your thing, pull apart your hand, kill your thing, uh, do more gross, disgusting things to your hand, resolve a threat, kill you. What was the nickname they coined for Chupacabra? Was it? I think it was like Goat for the Throat. Goat for the throat. Goat for the Throat. That's great. I, I would. I'd really like it. That's the the current nickname for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like right now, if like if I was a smart person, I would have just like built like Grixis and Standard and just be like cleaning kids out of their ticks. Yeah, it seems really powerful when everyone's just like brewing and trying to build new decks, just playing like. Something. Scarab God, Scarab God, that deck. Yeah, that deck was like kind of fringe, but felt really powerful, but just not as good as Teamer. And now that Teamer's gone, um, it just seems like well positioned. I could be wrong, but it seems like a great way to like score a bunch of easy ticks right now on Moto. Yeah, I, I wish I'd thought of that earlier today, and then just like could probably break even on that pretty quick if you just grinded enough leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you guys? Did you guys see any cool decks? Uh, I saw a really sweet uh, deck on Saturday night, and I didn't realize I was actually going to be going to Legacy until like two hours before, and I had stuff going on up until it, basically. <clears throat> but uh, Saturday night, I saw a really sweet Vile Smasher deck in Legacy, and I um, saw Andre Mangucci play uh, a Vile Smasher deck like last year, early in the year, I think, or something. It's kind of like been on my radar since, but I never like pulled the trigger on it. And uh, it's like gets to play sweet cards, like uh, you can like thunderous wrath your opponent hmm. and nug them for I think for it's ten. I think it's ten yeah. for one mana. Yeah, you have a vile smasher in play, and then like vile smasher makes stuff like misdirection really sweet. Like your opponent tries to like abrupt decay your vile smasher, and he like misdirect it to their death right shaman or something. Get right. Uh, they take four. Um, so uh, the deck seems pretty cool. Um, it's kind of like that, stay, like that same kind of like, you know, like uh, Grix's colored value pile. I like, kind of like playing, but it um, it has just like the like spike damage from vile smasher, which is kind of cool. Um, it's probably not like the best deck ever but it seems really sweet uh i would have put it together and and uh played it at uh, legacy i just didn't have time uh i think i'm gonna try to uh record uh with it on moto i think i can pick up the pieces i'm missing for like 20 bucks so i might try to uh record a, a video series with it or something sometime soon that was a that was my sweet sweet cool deck that i saw this week uh so moving on to our topic of the week uh, which is going to be the banned and restricted update from Wizards. They've decided to ban Attune with the Aether and Rogue Refiner, both cards that are are huge staples in Teamer Energy. Um, they they decided that Teamer Energy will be not as consistent as it has been uh, these past you know year or so. Um, but they also decided to ban a few other cards. John, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, they um, we can go into the uh, the kind of the breakdown of the data about why they made this decision. Although, if you've been paying attention to standard at all, it's probably pretty obvious to you as far as teamer goes. Um, but they 
found when they were looking at the data that um, Ramen Up Red actually has a extremely favorable um, outlook on the meta against everything except for Teamer Energy and Teamer Black, which they kind of lumped in as the same macro archetype. Um, and so Ramen Up Red was extremely dominant over the format as a whole, with the exception of Team Energy, which was the best and most popular deck. So with Team Energy fully powered up and uh, as a force in the format, Red was kind of kept in check and you know kind of kept down by this larger, better, more popular deck. You ban two cards from Teamer and it's no longer the best deck, Red basically gets a free pass to run Roughshot over the format. And Wizards was really worried that they would be taking the format from kind of a two-deck format into a one-deck format, and that being a mono-red aggro deck, which probably would make a lot of people very unhappy. Um, and their solution to this is to ban um, Rampaging Ferocidon, which I know has raised a lot of eyebrows because it's maybe not the first card a lot of people would have thought of when, you know, making a cut from Ramonet Bread. Um, it's a card that's frequently only in sideboards and not even as a four of. But the reasoning behind this decision is that um, Rampaging Ferocidon um, cuts out a lot of the potential counterplay against the Ramonet Bread deck. So what are the ways that you, you know, normally uh, try to counterplay against a red aggressive deck? Well, you try to flood the board or you try to gain life, and Ferocidon punishes both of those very, very heavily. Um, if you're trying to play like a, a Ketra's Monument deck and kind of go wide, well, Ferocidon's going to ping you every time one of your tokens enters play, and you're going to be real sad. Or if you're trying to play the blue-white cycling deck and gain some life, or you're trying to play a Regal, uh, Regal Caracol in your board and, you know, have lifelink, um, Ferocidon says no to all that. Um, and so by taking that out of the picture, they're hoping that the uh, other decks will be able to have, you know, kind of some productive counterplay against Revenant Bread. Um and they also banned Ramon Up Ruins, which was kind of secretly um, a big player in the red deck and kind of what gave it that, that extra reach and extra finishing power that red decks sometimes need to get kind of across the finish line, right? Um, so by putting you know these shocks onto a land, um, and sometimes multiple shocks with one Ruins if you had some of the, uh, the other deserts in, in play, um, it put the damage into a basically uncounterable form. I mean, you can, you know, um, uh, disallow or um, nibble obstructionist a trigger, but the reality is, is most of the time those triggers are going to go off and you don't really have anything you can do about it. Um, so by depriving the red deck of that extra reach from its mana base, um, they are uh, lowering the consistency of the deck in that way as well. So um, with that, we can get it kind of back into... Uh, the changes to teamer if you guys want to talk about that a little bit and and you know kind of um do the obituary on why why teamer got got the uh the bannings i think most people like i said that have been following the format are kind of it already already kind of speaks for itself why those cards were banned but you guys want to kind of uh give the top level view about why those cards were so uh so good and why they needed to be banned well so uh, just a little bit more on the topic of, of ramen up red i i think that that is kind of staggering really um, so it's not that like, you know, Ramnet Red was like, oh yeah, it's a pretty good deck, but Teamer's better. It's like Ramnet Red just like crushed everything that wasn't Teamer. It was like seventy percent or something. It was like mid sixties, like overall for match matchup. 
like overall match win percentages against most of for almost everything else like high 50s to like 60 percent which is insane yeah. right yeah, and so, <laughs> so uh, to some extent, you think like, oh, why are they banning these red cards? Like, isn't Teamer just the best deck? Like, just get rid of Teamer. Yeah, well, yeah. If if you get rid of Teamer, Rana Brit is like just walks all over everything else that you could be doing. It's like pouring standard. pouring gasoline on what's left of the format. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that would uh, ultimately make the format worse. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had a, I don't want to complain about Teamer being kind of like the best deck and everyone playing it, but at least the the, the lines were interesting and the uh, the Teamer mirror was um, interesting to watch uh, to an extent and to play, whereas Ravenap Red maybe not as much, <laughs> in my opinion, at least. Yeah, but uh, speaking of Teamer, yeah, so I mean. Like you said, Johnny, the the reasons for banning the cards that they banned are, are a little... Like, if you've been paying attention, you, you kind of know if you play, ever played against these cards or you played with the cards, you understand how powerful these cards are um, in the early game um, kind of compared to the payoff cards. The payoff cards are always going to be good because they're payoff cards, you know? But, uh, so specifically, like, a tune with the Aether... Uh, for one mana, on turn one, you get to set up your next turn's mana base. You get to find whatever basic land you need to make sure that your other lands come into play untapped. So that way, once you do play your turn three, your turn four land, you have perfect mana on curve. You can cast whatever you need to be casting. Um, and on top of that, it also gives you two energy, which is something this deck revolves around. It's something that other players can't interact with. It's a... It, it is essentially this card is giving you your perfect curve, your perfect, uh, your perfect mana, your perfect curve, perfect mana, and perfect resources. So this card is kind of like the crux of most attune or of most teamer energy decks, and I think without it they'll have to think a little harder on how to build their mana bases. That we might see a little bit more two color teamer decks instead of three color teamer decks and we'll you know we'll also see a downtick of of real the true mid-range decks and kind of see more of a late game push from these decks rogue refiner kind of falls into the same category of just having so much resource for one card on turn three, you get to cast Rogue Refiner, you get two energy, and you get to draw a card. On top of that, it's a 3-2. It's, you know, it, it's a little bit bigger than most of the cards you're playing on turn three. And it, it's really abusing the fact that on turn three, on turn three, you have perfect mana. So you're just going to draw a card and kind of just further advance yourself. On turn two, you probably played a... Uh, on turn two, you probably played a Servant of the Conduit and... With the Rogue Refiner resolving, giving you two energy, you probably have enough energy to play a Whirler Virtuoso the next turn and activate a few times uh, before it gets killed. It, it just it, it's both of those cards really give you a lot of resources for not a lot of uh, kickback. I think one of the things that doesn't always brought up about uh, brought up about a Tomb of Ether is I think it really limits the amount of times that you need to mulligan as well. I don't know how much that's really been considered or thought about. Uh, maybe the you know something the pros are aware of, but 
I feel like in a deck with a tune of ether, you are probably mulliganing less than a deck without a tune of ether, especially in a three and four color mana base. Um, you just have a lot more keepable draws of that card in your deck, um, just because it smooths you on on both of your your axes, axes, yeah, your axes of um, of resource management. Um, it just it fixes both simultaneously, and I think that. Um, gives you a much uh, wider scope of keepable hands, which uh, translates into more one games, right? Like mulligan yeah. is such a key aspect of the game that doesn't always have as much thought put in thought put into it as it should, but it really does heavily inf- impact um, win percentages. Like when you when you look at mulligans versus win percentages, there is a always every format a very strong correlation between number of mulligans taken and likelihood to win the game uh, even just one mulligan i think chops off like i think it's like 10 percent or something a lot of the time it's a huge cut into your likelihood of winning mm-hmm. and if you know a tuna feather gives you however many more you know uh however much more of a, a chance of not having a mulligan that means you're going to win that many more games regardless of you know the other things going on with it so that's uh pretty solid and i think taking that out of the picture is going to make these decks a lot less consistent and consistency is really important yeah i mean it lets you play like four colors in standard whereas you know we're we're testing like the blue white decks right and there are games where you just your your mana is just bad and you die to your bad mana in your two color deck meanwhile you know they get to play like vraska and chandra's in the same deck and just like not have an issue at all I mean that's not entirely fair. There, there are times when you get got, but it's not as like not nearly as often as you would think. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's that, that's about it for for ban restricted. I'm really surprised that uh, something from modern didn't get unbanned. I know that they like said that they were thinking about it. They said they and, weren't. Well, yeah, they said they weren't going to change anything before the pro tour. Didn't stop people from hoping. Moving on to our uh, next topic is just kind of uh, letting you guys know what we have down, what what ideas we have coming at you this year. Uh, with a new year comes some new, fresh content. We're hoping to get some more video content out towards your way, more 1v1s, more MTGO videos, and possibly even a little taste of that Highlander goodness that we brewed up last year. We also plan on bringing you some more level up episodes periodically, uh, kind of like what we did last year with the Tells episode. We kind of want to bring you some more things that you can take to your FNM and your uh, local tournament, and kind of really and kind of really improve as a player and, and really leverage uh, what you're doing and how you're acting and all these different things that that really make small impacts on on your match overall we also hope to bring you some deep dive episodes kind of digging deep into what makes a deck tick uh the three of us have our own specialty our own favorite decks that we like to play and hopefully we can kind of bring some more insight on these decks maybe hopefully get you out playing these decks and and kind of having the one up on everybody else in the room before we move into our weekly roundup, I just want to let you guys know about some video content that we have for you guys to check out. We have some more Vintage Cube videos coming down the pipeline. 
And we also have upcoming videos where uh, Steven's going to take you through a uh, Animar EDH 1v1 league. Uh, we're going to have more Vintage Cube. Can't overstate that enough. And we're also going to have uh, me take you through some Moto Legacy leagues. Uh, so stay tuned for all that and more coming up this year. We're going to really try to branch out and provide a lot of interesting and uh, different content for you guys to check in and watch. And that brings us to our last segment, Slot of the Week, where we tell you about what card we are excited to put in our 75 this week. Uh, so, Chris, let's start with you. Well, <clears throat> perhaps I was inspired by the beauty that is Dragonlord Ojitai. So, regardless of what sort of blue-white uh, blue X deck I decide to bring to uh, Friday Night Magic, you can be sure that it's going to... Include everyone's favorite dragon lord, Ujitai. Great, fantastic. <laughs> Five four <laughs> anticipates for three quick muffs. <laughs> that thing, like Ujitai, it kills you real quick. Yeah, four hits. It's a five power flyer for five mana. Doesn't mess around. Doesn't die to bolt. Doesn't die to bolt. Doesn't die to push. Doesn't die to much of anything. Doesn't die to abrupt decay. Yeah, it's actually just really hard to kill in modern right now. If I'm honest, confirmed hard to kill. Um, like what? Like the only cards that actually remove it are terminate and dismember and path. Uh, Terminate's not really a particularly played card at the moment. Uh, path is, but, but uh, if you're playing it's a path deck, you usually can just kind of dirtle around until it's safe to to send in the old dragon. So not too much of an issue there. Safe to send in the dragons. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if you're current on your Game of Thrones, but just when you think it's safe to send in the dragons, it's not. I saw uh, a path fizzle on a dragon lord twice. Uh, once because of Manamo, and the next because of Blessed Alliance. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Garbage. Hot garbage. fire. Hot fire. It's garbage until you get like two mana counterspelled with a white card. Yeah, basically. Like, oh, all he has up is, like, you know, planes and ghost quarter. What could he possibly have? Blessed Alliance, countering your spell. Hmm. 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 What about you, John? Uh, my solid week is Vile Smasher the Fierce. Uh, I'm excited to play this card and nug some people with it. Um, I'm hoping I can show at least some small amount of restraint in my deck building decisions staying away <laughs> from stuff like temporal mastery and uh such absurdly cast uh, costed uh, spells maybe more uh reasonably priced stuff like a misdirection you know um but we, we will see maybe i'll we just go see. go full miracles we will see but uh, I, i'm excited i'm gonna blow some people up and hopefully get it on video how about you, Steven? Uh, what's your Slot of the Week? My Slot of the Week is Eidolon of the Great Revel. I plan on burning some people out this weekend and, uh, yeah, just throwing three damage at people's faces. Three? Two. Two? You know, you know, it's, One. More, you know it's more than two and three? Seven? Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Quick match. I should play. I should play. I should play a one of thunderous wrath in my uh, in my in my burn list. You will be very sad every time you open with it, 
<laughs> probably excited literally every other time. It'll make every draw stuff of every game that much more exciting. Yeah. Just for you, I'm going to put maybe one or two into the main board. Just one, for you. One. One. Two. One. You two. fool. <laughs> you fool. Four? Do not do. <laughs> Take it from me. All right. Not, I'll, all right. I'll throw, I'll throw one into the main board. And that about wraps us up for this episode. Thank you very much for checking us out till the very end. If you're wondering where you can check out more content, head over to mtgconflicts.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, mtgconflicts, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments that you'd like us to read, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those platforms. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around till the very end, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later. <laughs>